You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm John, I'm your host for this evening and I am joined by my gruesome twosome, John and Hamish. How you doing? Not bad. How you doing? Good, long time no speak. I know. They're not, they're not really the gruesome twosome. It was just, I think we've we've had the threesome chat, so I thought we'd go Because the last time we were on, it was all threesome chats and series. And everyone was getting a bit, everyone was getting a bit excited. So, uh, uh, but uh, anyway, football. We've got some good news in terms of the charity bit. Some bad news as well. There's usually bad news in terms of the charity bit. Um, obviously, we never had a podcast last week, so we had to decide on what the charity bets were off air. So, first of all, Hamish picked Hearts to win, Hibs to win, Dundee Motherwell both teams to score. That yeah. never came in. But, on the positive side, somebody mentioned let's pick Greg Spence for the first goal scorer. I think that somebody mm-hmm. was John. Yeah, pick, well, well, thanks very much. <laughs> well, between well, me, yeah, everyone had to agree. It was yeah. like, between McAllister and Spence, mm-hmm. uh, the, the director of... Uh, Scottish Football Forums Craig said Spence sounds good so we went with the boss went with the gaffer the, the gaffer not the gaffer um, mm-hmm. and it came in so £32 has been added to the charity pot which I'm led to believe gives us a total of £157 so far it's no bad we could do better because I think we're blaming to try and beat last year's total which is about £500-odd so, but still if we can get to about 250 by the end of the year I think that gives us a good, a good fighting chance um, so we'll see what we come up with later on. Um, there's not as much action this weekend because obviously there's a big game on Friday coming up. Coming to come to you later. Uh, briefly going to mention the Champions League. Basically Celtic are out, I think. All agree? Yeah, I think so. They, at least they got some credibility with a, a decent result going over there. Um, I didn't see the game, so I don't know much about it. But what a couple of friends have told me, they played quite well and deserved a point. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, I saw the highlights of the game, and you know the the first half they looked like they were in a bit of trouble, but they certainly had a good second half. Uh, obviously aided by the guy getting sent off and giving away the penalty at the same time. But I think anybody getting a one-one draw in Germany that's a decent result. Aye, I think that's definitely progress for Celtic in terms of how they've performed in Europe. Um, obviously picking up a couple of draws against Bill good opposition uh, but that group was always really difficult even to get third place out of yeah, yeah. I, I know they're not they're not, definitely, they're not out of a chance with third place but when you think you've got they've got Barcelona and Man City still to play you can't really see them getting third place yeah I think the fact that Barcelona as well aren't you know because they did drop points uh, <laughs> they'll be gunning to beat Celtic as well so really it's not in Celtic's favour yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so since la- since we last spoke in terms of Premiership action, there's actually been a fair bit of action because obviously the week past Saturday, the weekend past pre- this weekend, there's also midweek fixtures. I stupidly I was bigging up Aberdeen in terms of the great run we were on. We were doing well, and now oh, we could be top of the league, but uh, after we played Celtic, <laughs> and uh, I that, that never quite into plan. Uh, lost against Aberdeen, lost against Celtic. And there was talk already, Celtic. Um, however, Friday, Aberdeen get back to winning ways. Did you see the game? 
John? Yeah, I did watch the game. Um, thought I don't think it was one of our better performances, if I'm being honest, but um, given the fact we lost the previous two, I wasn't keen. The main thing was that we won. Um, no, we took, it was a well-worked set-piece for the opener. Um, I don't know what we were doing with this, um, defending for the defending yeah, for the equaliser, but what a finish by Stockley, who had, um, I think a lot of people had been criticising me. I, I certainly wasn't reading his performance. Chris <laughs> I would say a lot of people, I think Chris Sutton was the, the most vocal in terms of criticising Stockley. Chris Sutton vocal? No, I've not heard that one before. <laughs> but no, he, he wasn't playing great and then but that goal is uh, no, I didn't see it I didn't see it coming, but it was very well taken. It was a just a moment of genius, so to speak. It's class. He also kinda of, he also started to move a wee bit. He started mm-hmm. to move, but the chest down for Madison as well and Madison's wee through ball. Oh mm-hmm. aye, it was nice. But as you say, it, it was it was just a case of getting a win, I think, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the thing with Madison as well, I mean, I thought the part of tactics were um, trying to nullify him and trying to kick him off the park at times, but it just shows that he kept going and, you know, he just needs that one little pass, you know, to create chances and it worked. I think at times, I still think at times he's kind of maybe a bit too clever. Mm-hmm. But I sometimes maybe... A, so at times a simple ball would be better, but he's always trying to do something creative, uh, which I suppose should be applauded because in, in Scottish football there's maybe not enough players like that. Don't know, showboat a wee bit, play like mm-hmm. that. Uh, Thistle though pff, had chances, big as he's mm-hmm. for them, had at least I would say two decent chances, mm-hmm. um, and it could have been a very different story in the first half. Yeah, they could have been two up before um, we got our goal, but we're quite fortunate to be in front. Um, but I mean, Partick have, have come off two good wins as well themselves, so it was. Always going to be a difficult fixture, um, but as I say, main thing is we get three points, so um, back to hopefully winning ways again. Aye, I think the thing as well, and this is a, I think a continuing source of frustration, is uh, the kind of inability to kind of score from corners for Aberdeen. Or caught, mm-hmm. I don't know, really, I don't know where. Obviously, they do work on them, but nothing's really kind of come off yet. It's been the semi-final. What we had about. Eleven corners or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and couldn't score from them, and that that continues to be somewhere. But I think we could impose ourselves a bit more when you look at the type of players that are in the or corner, corner. Obviously the free kick, Madison free kick, you had Considine really set up uh, O'Connor. Good to see O'Connor get his first goal because I was critical of O'Connor when we first signed his first couple of games. I thought he didn't look that great, but oh, he's been a terrific mm-hmm. signing. Him and Joe Lewis, the two of them, what top work by McInnes or whoever got got them to the club. Yeah, he's got good contacts down there, McInnes, and if you look at his, his record, um, most of his signs have been really good, and the ones that haven't quite worked out, um, like Greg Wilde springs to mind, Calvin Zola being another, he was very quick in getting them, he realised his mistake in getting them off the books, um, so most of his signs have been good, and O'Connor and Lewis have just been two excellent signings for me. Uh, I think as well, and I know Stockley was getting criticised, but second half performance was far better. Uh, mm-hmm. I, actually, I actually thought, in terms of, like I said before, it's hard to be critical of Rooney, but Rooney didn't really do much in the game. But he's a goal scorer, so he's someone that you can keep on the pitch because you know he just needs one chance. Yeah. He could score, but um, Stockley's got four goals now, which is not bad considering he's been a bit part player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think he's, I mean, to me, in the time I've seen him, he's looked better when he's come off the bench rather than starting games. Um, and again, I didn't think he was looking great, but, you know. Once he scored his goal, he then, as you say, he got better and his confidence going. 
just shows what happens. Goals can breed confidence in, in players and the team. Uh, did you see much of the game, Hamish, yourself? Yeah, I watched it. Um, the guy, the guy Stockley, it was an impressive goal. I don't know what the keeper was doing, though, because uh, he, he did kind of leave himself in no man's land. I think he but... was going for a pie. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was sort of out at the, the penalty spot, uh, so... But still, great finish. I thought Aberdeen were, were good. It was quite a tight game, though. But uh, as, you, as you guys say, the three points is the main thing. What about McGinn not starting, though? Is that Were you surprised by that, guys? Not no, really. Not um, no. Yeah, not really. A couple of reasons. I mean, one, he's hardly had a break in the last couple of years, and he also played in the Euros. Um, yeah. People say, oh, he only played for... Um, 15, 20 minutes overall in the Euros, but he was out training whilst everyone else is in the, you yeah. know, on their pre-season break, and mm. also his form has been a wee bit indifferent because of that I think I think he's yeah. we're trying to rest him and we tried resting him against Hamilton as well, but it didn't work because we needed to bring him on. Yeah, he strikes me as a player that you can leave out for a week and it almost G's him on, and oh. then you get you get more out of him the following week. Definitely, yeah. I think we've spoke before. He, he comes across as being a type of player that's a bit huffy. If he's not getting his own way, then he, he won't yeah. be happy. So, yeah, leaving him out, he, he will probably come back with the right response. I know there's an international break now. Uh, so we can go away to Northern Ireland, enjoy himself, and then come back, maybe refresh. But it just, again, shows the options that Aberdeen have got this season. Um, one of my friends, and I was talking to him on Friday before the game, and we were trying to predict the lineup. At the moment, you can't predict the Aberdeen starting lineup. Because uh, it was mm-hmm. the, the lineup that we started with was completely different to what we expected. We were talking about how, oh, in midfield, will Jack will start, will Shinny go back to the left back, will Jack play midfield, will McLean play there, will, will Madison maybe be left out, and then that's the way all. We're playing two up front, Stockland Rooney, really. um, mm-hmm. which I don't think anyone really expected again. Um, however, it was maybe a kind of a clever tactic with them playing three at the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think it, um, it was good to see Shinny back at left back. I know he's been playing well in midfield, but you know, yeah, his best position is left back, and he's he's suffered um, for not playing at left back because he's Scotland's um, best two fullbacks are out, and he still can't get in. Although I think part of that is Strachan's weird selection, but that's another issue. See, the only thing I think, yeah, Shinny, I can play left back or centre. I'd like. I think almost equally is good. All right, back uh, I think, but Ryan Jack being back in, I Jack's a good player, but at times again he's was slowing things down a bit too much because uh, mm-hmm. McLean's not got much pace, Jack's not got much pace. Madison, I think maybe has pace, but doesn't need to use it because he's that quick with his feet. So at times when the ball was going through the middle, it was all very slow and pedestrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like when Shinny's playing in there, it gives us a bit, kind of a bit more of a kind of dynamic presence whereby he's willing to get box to box you didn't really mm-hmm. see much of that with McLean and Jack Jack was probably the one that was getting further forward I actually thought McLean had a good mm-hmm. first half uh, obviously uh, the goal that this was scored he could have done a lot better but I just still think in midfield if it's if Jack and McLean are playing there you're a bit exposed at times uh, I mean I th- I've heard other podcasts saying it's a shame we don't have two Graham Shinny's one for left back and one yeah. in midfield but um no, hopefully that's something we might sort of go forward. Um, but what we clone him? I think we should clone him. <laughs> Did I say clone him? I meant to say put ah, elsewhere. I said, I said clone him. We should clone, clone him, him like Dolly the sheep. We could have clone, Graham, two Graham Shinnies. Oh, right. <laughs> sorry, I don't know what planet I'm on now. Nah, it's that, that TV in the back there. You need to get that off. I've not got the TV on. Oh, somebody has. It's not me. Oh. No, it's 
<laughs> Give yourself one. Uh, what else happened this weekend? Hearts. You were at the game, weren't you? Yeah, I was at the game. Really quite disappointing, really. Um, I thought it was a great result. Yeah, well, I think it's just disappointing that we've had the opportunity uh, to sort of stake a claim for second place, and we've just not quite uh, not quite managed it. Um, but, I mean, credit to St Johnston. They're a, they're a good unit. Uh, I think Tommy, Tommy Wright has them, you know, well drilled. So, to be honest, I, I, we were quite happy to take the draw at the end of the day. I but, uh Craig Parson again with another vital goal in here towards Craig Parson, Callum Parson, even Callum Parson, yeah, yeah. Well, it's becoming it's becoming a feature that he's he's scoring every week, and uh, you know our strikers aren't aren't getting the goals. Uh, that's that's him on six goals for the season, which is six times as many as our two front men have got. Four in the league he's got, hasn't it? Yep. Uh, what was it? If can I change it slightly, or haven't they? Just Johnson up front by himself. Yeah, it was Johnson up front um, with what kind of I don't know what just seems to drift about in mid, just sort of in midfield or just ahead of midfield, but he's he's never quite there to support the striker, which is becoming a bit of an issue. You would think if they were playing one up front, that the better option in terms of supporting would be Jim. Yeah, but I strangely, but strangely, we didn't play Jim, and uh, Bowben was playing kind of left wing. It seemed. So I just think Nielsen, he's, he's tinkering about just now, and Hearts are, I don't know, we're just not playing very well just now, and he's, he's tinkering about trying to get us back on form, um, and maybe too much tinkering's going on. Maybe he wants to be the new Claudio Ranieri. As a new tink- Claudio at Chelsea, the tinker man. A uh, tinker man, yeah. uh, I suppose maybe it's just maybe trying to find the right combination at the moment. Yeah. I mean, there's a few teams that are trying to find the right combination. But I think I think the way the game went, I looked at the stats of the game, we both had 50% possession, we both had five shots on target, we both had four shots off target. You know, it was very much two teams that are, are, are very similar and, and, and just as good at each other that nulled each other out, really. Danny probably, Swanson. Uh, Danny Swanston. Does he have another bit of credit? He's having a terrific season. Uh, and he, he certainly enjoyed his goal as well. After he scored, he went running to sort of two of the heart stands and was sort of saying that he possibly was a little bit fat and that's why we, uh, <laughs> the hearts <laughs> let him go. Uh, that's fair enough. I think that was talking about that he wasn't quite fit. Yeah, uh, so, I don't mind that. I don't mind that if you know he obviously had had something to say after he scored his goal and uh, you know he, he was getting booze and stuff like that. But I, I think that's fair enough if you come back to a team that's let you go and you, you score the goal. You know? Definitely. You think the fans give out enough and then a player after player does. Yeah. The fans need to grow thicker skins when they're a wee bit back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah he, he is having a terrific season, Swanson. Well, I think I that think was it, on 10 goals he scored this season. Yeah, I think just the run of games, he'd been, he, he had a pre-season, which I think is the first he's had for mm-hmm. maybe a couple of years or so. Um, and yeah, St. Johnson continued to, to get results. I know we spoke mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago about kind of second place, but they're definitely, they, they could compete for second place. Um, yeah, definitely. Whether they've got a big enough squad. Yeah. They seem to be this season, though, performing better against um, the teams around them. Like they've drawn with both our teams and, and Rangers, but they they have the odd slip up. Like they've been beating at Inverness, um, and they've had a couple of other wee daft defeats, um, which if they hadn't had them, they could have even been ahead of us just now. But I think that just shows how tight the league is below Celtic, is that everyone just seems to be cutting each other's throats. 
Yeah. And I think that'll be the case for the rest of the season. I think yeah. they've got... Sorry, don't you go, Hamish? Yeah, I was going to say that the way I see the league going so far, obviously let's take Celtic out of it because I think everyone's agreed that they're, they're streaks ahead of everyone else. But then you've got the next top five, and I think all those teams are basically battling for th- uh, second and third place. But just, just now, we're all taking points off each other. Then, you, then you've got the bottom seven that are literally fighting it out to, to make sure they're not in the sort of relegation places. Yeah, three points between uh, Inverness in sixth place and Ross County in last place. Yeah. So, uh, but I, oh, I was going to mention St. Johnson all seem to have gone a bit, bit more back to basics because last year I think they'd gone a bit more expansive, maybe creating more chances, but also getting quite exposed at the back. But they're looking fairly solid again defensively at times. It was, so, it was all, almost in midfield where they looked more the most solid. Uh, they were they were running the midfield battle all day long. I think they're certainly a different team in Murray David as well. Mm-hmm. It's just, again, a case of him trying to keep him fit. Yeah, I think he's out for a while again, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I bet they're definitely one of those teams that continue to be up there, but almost, I don't know if it's quite, they go about our business quietly or such, but I think it's just because, yeah, it's just because they've got players that, you know, aren't, you know, fancy players that uh, people know their names, uh, but they do a job. And very uh, consistent. Yeah, you wonder when Tommy Wright will be put in poached by another team as well because he's got to be um, recommended for bigger um, potential bigger jobs. I mean, you look at the English Championship who are sacking managers every second week just now. Yep. You know, a lot of them could do worse than look at a Tommy Wright. Yeah, I mean, in my eyes, Tommy Wright's done the best job in Scotland for at least the last four years. Potentially, though, you might look at managers going down south and ended up getting punted pretty quickly and think, nah, I saw that. I'll just stay in Scotland and maybe hope for a, maybe a bigger job coming up. I don't know. Because there's a few miles that have gone down south and what, Stubbs, good example, 14 games it lasted. Yeah. And he was told to, to do one. Neil Lennon obviously went down to Bolton. Bolton was struggling financially, but he never lasted that long. Sometimes uh, the grass is not always... Yeah, McInnes was the same as well, to be fair, at Bristol City. But again, he inherited a mess when he went there. But at the end of the day, the Hearts result, in my eyes, did did bust our charity bet really um, I was hoping Hearts could break our sort of hoodoo against St Johnston uh, and if we had done that and then Motherwell's ghost goal had gone in if your auntie had boss she'd be your uncle isn't it? <laughs> it's all Epson bots isn't it if it wasn't for the goalie if it wasn't for the goalie I would have scored but I, uh, Celtic, obviously, were in Champions League midweek. It didn't seem to really affect them against no. Inverness. No, I think Celtic are, they're basically, I think Brendan's got them in a great place where he's got the luxury of making changes, but still, he's getting comfy wins week in, week out. Look at you, Brendan. Are you like first name terms or something like that? <laughs> hey, oh, After you met Scott Brown, that's you. You and Brendan are bosom buddies. <laughs> But the options they've got in midfield in particular, um, you know, are frightening. You know, you think of guys who don't get in, in the team, like the likes of uh, Ryan Christie and, uh, you know, Armstrong's not a, re- a regular and, um, you know, Patrick Roberts is a guaranteed star and they would walk into pretty much every other team in the league. I think when you talk about Armstrong, no, Armstrong's starting to make himself almost, he's going to be a regular because... 
Yeah, I think he's kind of, beat on out the team now. Last kind of two or three games really good, and Beaton's getting left out. They went three at the back as well on on Saturday, which was quite interesting. I don't, I don't think it lasted long though because uh, Lustig gets subbed pretty early on. Mm. Went two up front, Griffiths and Dumbelli, which some fans have heard saying, "I find not play the two of them up front," especially when Griffiths scored what forty odd goals mm-hmm. last season. Sinclair again scoring. He's far too good for this league, mm. I think. So, yeah. Yeah, it kind of kind of shows where Scottish football is when you've got Sinclair, who was almost like a, a Premiership reject, uh, but he's almost like a superstar up here. Yeah, but I again with Celtic, what Craig Warren back in goal. Some of their signs have been mixed actually. Gamboa's not really featured that much, but the players that were there already, Rogers are getting the best out. Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's fair. Um, I mean, James Forrest is an example of that. I mean, um, although I've heard he's not been as good recently, but there has been such a transformation in him that he's gone yeah. back to the James Forrest that first burst on the scene. Yeah, I think even as well, uh, obviously Tierney, uh, he'll be out for a couple of months, but the talk is that uh, it's a great day came in. Obviously he never started on the weekend, but the kind of previous game, he, was, he looked like he'd, he'd not been out. He's kept his fitness levels up and he's desperate Ooh. to try and take his chance. A difficult situation, when Tierney's such a good... But Tierney does return, I'd be interested to see how that one goes. But go, going back to Forrest... Uh, I mean, he was basically keeping Roberts out of the team, but I think there was quite a few Celtic fans that were quite bemused by that. Um, I think it's more so just the fact that Forrest is a Celtic player and Roberts is on loan. Yeah. Maybe. But I think Rob, Roberts has been starting the last few games, though. Yep. It's just that many. They have got that many options. Yeah. It's frightening. And there's another player I've just remembered as well that isn't getting the game, Gary McKay-Steven. No. I'm sure he'll be punted in January to oh, aye. someone in heel. Yeah, yeah, he'll think. go back to England, I think. Yeah. I think. He's not he's not even getting in the squad. No. I think Mackay Steven I think Mackay I think after the they signed Sinclair, Mackay Steven was always gonna struggle at again. Um, Inverness on the other hand, I think again it was a feature up last season, they seem to be have a very small squad because they've only mentioned six subs on, on Saturday. So you would think Richie Foreign will be one asking and just to kinda of try and get some players in then Johnny to kinda of fill that squad up a bit. Which is pretty it's slightly embarrassing that uh, even the top flight in Scotland can't have seven subs. Or can't field seven substitutes. Have they not got youth players that they could have used to make up the numbers? I don't know. It might be a bit like Warburton last year. It was like for Rangers that the, the players mm-hmm. need to earn their place in the bench as opposed to just be on there to fill a, fill a jersey. But I don't know. Andy, if you're out there, let us know. <laughs> nah. it, it, does seem, it does seem a bit strange that they don't just, you know, pop a guy up from the youth team and... You know, give them a bit of experience being on the bench. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, maybe I'll f- try and find out from Andy. Mm-hmm. We've not heard from Andy for a while. I don't know if he's still think He's maybe gone missing. Yeah. Uh, the other Highland team picked up a not bad result, although the double whammy is they ended up the weekend bottom. I think they had positives to take, though. I mean, certainly by mm-hmm. the looks of it, first half, uh, uh, as Rangers have encountered on a few occasions, are creating chances. They, they can't. They can't be accused of not creating chances, but not taking their chances, which is a big thing. And it came back to haunt them when County obviously got the equaliser. It's been a continuing story of Rangers season, I think. Yeah. yeah. The guy Gardner missed quite a few chances, I thought. Um... I had an interesting start with, with Rangers' defence. that They've only conceded three at home, which is the same as Celtic have conceded. But away from home, they've conceded ten goals. So there's a problem. It's away from home, they just... Don't know. Or nervous defensively. <laughs> Five and them against Celtic, mind you. In yeah. the, in the old firm game. True. I think, I think when I, I watched the highlights of that game, and, and County did seem to have more attempts on goal than Rangers did. And later on in the game, they were 
probably they were the one looking for the win more than Rangers were. Yeah, I think as well Rangers, okay, they struggle to cope with the kind of physical aspect of Ross County. I know sports scene featured on a wee bit last night, but you've got to be able to cope with that. It's something that mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to Aberdeen because McKenna spoke about it uh, in the close season that that was somewhere where Aberdeen did struggle last year against the likes of Inverness, Hearts, St Johnson, mm-hmm. teams that are physical. Uh, I know sometimes some of these big parts a wee bit last year were accused of being maybe a bit too physical at times but McInnes has kind of addressed it and brought in players that are going to be a bit more physical you need to do you can't just win game uh, put it the pretty way sometimes you need to win ugly so yeah. it's up to the Rangers or whoever to deal with these types of things these types of situations I don't think any of the fouls at County were come in were particularly bad they were very clever fouls professional fouls um, yeah. there, there was nothing dangerous I don't think There was, yeah there was a few of them they weren't like yeah, they weren't leg-breaking challenges, but they were very calculated challenges, I would say. Yeah, I think what helped Ross Kent, I know it's like Liam Boyce was back at the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, him being back will be a massive boost for them, and I can see them going on a little run at some point, they'll pull them away. Yeah, they've had a wee bit of experience as well with Chris Buck joining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's looked quite good since he's come back. But yeah, bit of a missed opportunity for maybe Rangers and Tarts at the uh, what, what about the passback in the Ross County Rangers game? Oh yeah, it was clear as day. Yeah, I still don't, I still don't get how the referee didn't didn't see that, or or why the Rangers goalie didn't just uh, kick the ball away with his feet. Yeah, we need to ask uh, Andrew Dallas that one about why <laughs> the, the 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 decision was not made or given. Yeah, uh, yeah. just baffling. Yeah, just sums up the weekend of refereeing given the incident at Dundee as well. Yeah, it's it's almost like we have to talk about it every week that there's just the referees that are just 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 not as good as the other referees that you see on TV in the Premiership and stuff. Yeah, the thing is as well, they could have timed that goal school better because this weekend was fireworks night, whereas if we'd had it the previous weekend, that'd been ideal on Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> The ghost goal. Boom, boom. Yeah. Oh, dear me. You both laughed. You both laughed. <laughs> I uh, know. I think that's why I'm saying dear me. Oh, <laughs> one thing, one one maybe slight positive for Rangers, they did score from a corner. Yeah, it was a good goal. Uh, but they, they, all, they, all, they also <laughs> conceded yeah, yes. from a corner. Yeah, but they're not compl- complaining for a foul, um, which was actually made by their own player on their own player. Yeah, that's right. That's right, and it was it was a, it was a good move by Ross County because they they were looking to do a bit of blocking. Uh, it was just a well worked goal, really. Anyway, enough chat about. We all did. Oh, I bet it's like Friday, or do we think that it's uh, worrying times? England v Scotland on Friday. Scotland have got four points so far. Need to win. It's a, it's a, I think it's a must win game on Friday. Yeah, I, I, the thing that I mean, the the fact that um, our good friends McBookie, um have got Scotland at nine to one. Well, last I heard, that that says it all, and it, we're not up against a good England team. Yeah. I looked at that England squad uh, yesterday when it came out, and there wasn't any names really that put the fear trepidation in me. But it's the Scotland players that put the fear trepidation with that defence that we've got um, yeah. just now, especially at centre half, because. Um, Hanley's still not getting games and he's not great at the best of times, but he'll probably start. Um, I, th- I think you're right. That's where we've got to really worry when you're playing the better teams as our two centre-halves. Probably, it's more likely going to be Hanley and Martin and they're going to be up against probably Walcott, 
Kane and Sterling. Aye. Uh, I've heard Walcott might not play because his wife is pregnant. Alright. So hopefully she gives birth in Because uh, I, I, I cannot... I, I dread to think about either Sterling or... Uh, Walcott running it, taking on the likes of Wallace and Patterson. I know Patterson's fans, but I just think, aye, I don't worry about that. Good thing there's all Delhi Alley's out for England. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good thing. And the Harry Kane is just back from injury. Mind you, he wasn't that impressive in the Euros, but I think he would cause uh, Martin and Hanley trouble. Yeah. I think I still think, much as you've said, John, it's not a great England team, that there is potential for this England team to really be good in terms of there's a, a transitional period whereby it's kind of younger players coming in. Maybe maybe we're getting them at the right time though. I think I think we've got them at the right time because what they drew their last game, they've not got a permanent manager. They've not they've not said that uh, he's going to be the manager. There's a few few injury doubts. I think Rose and Walker are are possibles, and then you've got Wayne Rooney. Is he going to play? Nobody seems to fancy him just now. So it's not it's not the best England team I've ever seen. No, definitely not. I mean, although looking at the front, the alternatives they've got for up front, I mean, they can bring in Sturridge, they can bring in Rashford as well. No, um, their pace will hurt our defence. I think what we did wrong in Slovakia um, was playing slower players in the wide positions, and we're going to need more pace in the wide positions um, for running that, that England defence. So we might you know, leave gaps because they're bombing forward, but also to track back. When their full-backs get forward. I think they're weak area centre-back. I would agree with that. Uh, but then I don't know if we've got enough through the middle to trouble them. I know Chris Martin has uh, scored a few goals recently, but... Yeah, that'll mean he'll get dropped. It might take the likes of maybe someone like Anya coming off the wing of Burke. Something to do with Snodgrass being back is a, a big positive. Obviously, everyone thought that Snodgrass was going to miss this game. Scored at the weekend, I think he got an assist as well after coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, that'll give him confidence. Uh, but I've, I think Martin will probably start this week because I've read that Fletcher is about. Um, oh, yeah, Martin will definitely start. Strachan's yeah. decided he's for this campaign. Don't think he'll change that. But I'd, li- yeah. I'd like to see Morrison starting. He scored at the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Might start in terms of experience. Scored, scored the last time that Scotland played at Wembley as well, in a friendly. Yeah, that's right. I remember being at that. That was a, that was a bright moment when he scored in that game. Uh, I know Scott Brown's back in the, the squad, but I think doubtful after getting taken off on Saturday. I don't know what I think, there. I think they've said today that he should be okay. Yeah. Um, there's actually a good bit of competition in the middle of the park because James MacArthur's been playing well for Crystal Palace recently. Hopefully he's not mm-hmm. going to drop out. Yeah. I think what we need to get right as well, again, we spoke about this after Slovakia, we need someone to um, sit in front of the defence and not cross the halfway line because the problem in Slovakia was neither Fletcher MacArthur knew which one was to sit and which was to go. At least if Brown's in there, he will probably do that sitting job. It might even require two sit, two people to sit. Uh, I, 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 yeah. think, I don't think it's a game for Barry Barron to play in. No. No, I but, think he's a bit lightweight. I think I, I would I would take Brown and Fletcher to be your two holding men. Mm-hmm. Have, have somebody in front of them, Morrison or somebody else, Burke and Snodgrass wide and possibly play Griffiths up front. I don't think Griffiths will start. No, I think it'll I think it'll be Martin. Um, yeah, I would I would definitely go with Burton away positions, but I think I just see Strachan leaving him out again because that's what he did in Slovakia, he was wanting experience and this is what he'll and he likes Matt Ritchie and he likes Snodgrass. I mean I would have Snodgrass starting, but uh, Ritchie you just don't know what you're getting. He's yeah. got a good 
He's got good delivery in the box, Richie. That mm-hmm. is one thing. So in terms yeah. of we're maybe not going to have that many chances, he's probably got the best delivery in the squad. Buck mm-hmm. hasn't played much for Red Bull. He's been cut off the bench. So he it could be a case of possibly we maybe go there, try and contain England, and then maybe last half hour or so, but I know the likes are Burke, Griffiths, Anya, when maybe England are getting tired. Because I don't think we'll go down there and control the ball. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it'll be a tight game, so you're right that there is the possibility to do a, you know, a snatch and grab, basically. But we need to we need to defend well first and foremost, because you know, what you were saying, John, about bringing the faster players on later when they tire... We tried that tactic in Slovakia and it didn't work because the defence was terrible. So they need to really be on their game. I'm trying to be positive because I'm actually going down to the game so I'm wanting to try and build myself up to be positive about it. But right now, with that defence, I'm struggling. Where are you going down? Uh, we leave on Thursday morning, come back on Saturday night. Oh, well, so you're, you'll, be, you'll see by the time kickoff comes, you, if, you, if you manage to remember it. Uh, you'll be doing well probably. <laughs> I'll be it's... one of the I'll be one of the very few that's um, sober. I promise you. Are you? All oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, I'm, a, I'm actually going to Paris for the weekend, uh, so I'm I'm actually in Paris uh, when the game kicks off, which doesn't look too good because I think France are playing at exactly the same time. Oh, you'll find us. Yeah. There'll be a Scottish bar in I, Paris. I'm sure I'll find a pub. That you'll find. The old alliance. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll be on our side. Aye, you'll be fine. Aye, who, who knows what will happen. Hopefully, I we have got the right time and a wee snatch and grab and then we'll be in the same points as him. And it would put yeah. England under some severe pressure. Aye. What's your, yeah. produ- what's your production then, John? Oh, um, <laughs> I think it'll be 2-0 England. I hope I'm wrong, obviously. What's your boys? I, I, I think we'll, we'll lose maybe 2-1. We'll get we'll get a bit of excitement, but uh, ultimately, <laughs> I just can't can't see us beating England just just now. Don't know whether to compare that to a good result or be pessimistic and pick a bad result, and then you can only be proved wrong. I don't. One all. I'll go for one all. I don't know if that's the that's point of heart though. Well, hopefully you're right. Hopefully it's a win. Yeah. It'll well, be, hopefully. It'll be terrific. Be terrific yeah. to win. Win there. Yeah. The la- to be fair, the last time we played a competitive fixture, we did win. Big Don Hutchison. Aye. It I think both, side, both sides had a better team then. Oh, aye, there's a little bit of that. Saved it. <laughs> yeah. I think David Seaman a, uh, a lot of Scottish football fans, to be fair. But aye, maybe maybe that's what we'll be talking about a win. And it'll be all all good again. Mm-hmm. But, oh, one thing I just want to touch on is uh, I take it Alan Hunt is taking the huff. Callum Parsons played himself on him. We know he's back in the Villa team. Actually, I didn't realise he had done that. Oh, well, he can go away in a huff if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> He's what a shame I uh, made my thoughts in pretty clear last time um, so I won't go there again but to be fair Hutton I mean he had that that great campaign um, the year 2008 qualifiers he was outstanding against Italy yeah. but since then he's gradually declined in the last couple of years for club and country he's been terrible I mean it's one of the worst Villa teams ever and the Villa fans couldn't stand him I think that tells a lot about him but no, good luck to him um, and what he does after that. Yeah, so we'll move on to predictions. No, we won't move on to predictions. Well, kind of predictions for charity bet. That's what I was going to say, yeah, because we've not got any Premiership fixtures. Charity bet, what were we thinking? I was thinking, now I've got two options, either to do a double or a treble. Maybe 
the way that things have been going recently, we might be better just doing a double, but I fancy Hib- fancy Hibs to beat Falkirk. You always fancy Hibs. I'm telling you, I don't even know if you are a Hibs Hamish. I don't know. You get pictures with Scott Brown. Yeah. I've never seen any pictures of you with Hearts players. Or ex-Hearts players. That's because the Hearts players, they're all very sensible and don't go out. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But I just think Hibs just now, did I not read a stat that they've basically got the best defence in Britain just now? Or conceded the least goals on a par with Tottenham. Uh, I reckon they'll beat Falkirk and also go for Elgin to beat Sterling Albion. Now, if we took that as a double, that would return £28.50. If we added in Dumbarton v Morton, both teams to score, it would jump up to a return of £45.60. £35.8 back. Yeah. Dumbarton have been doing quite well recently and Morton are always a team that I quite fancy at least get a goal. Maybe I'm just wanting to play it safe, but I would stick with a double. Yeah. Stick with a double. How much was that then again? Uh, well, I returned £28.50. How much, sorry? £28.50. £18.50. Yeah. You got Hibs at 13 to 20 and Elgin at... 8 to 11. 8 to 11, yeah. Not much, but I suppose if it's, if it's a win, it's... Nah, John. What about, oh, what about four for four or six at home at Berwick, though? Yeah, four foot are up there, but they've actually not got that good form. It's quite an attractive. I know they have. They they lost against the number of City the other week. What are the odds on St Martin and Ayr to be both teams to score? It's the Challenge Cup semi final on Sunday. Oh, or no, would we no, keep it no, Saturday? No, right. Saturday, Saturday so. only. Okay. Oh, you've no read the script. Come on. You forgot to email it. <laughs> Forford had won at the weekend against Stalin Albion. Yeah. Might struggle to get him at a better price in fourth, is it? But they did, was it midweek? When, when did they lose to uh, Edinburgh City, which was that a terrible was, loss? That was the replay. It was the replay, wasn't it? It's all, all good for all good for Edinburgh teams, but uh, I was quite surprised at that. I think that was Edinburgh City's first win of the season. Good for us. No. We've got Hibs at thirteen to twenty. Like boy, eighteen pound fifty is no much. Yeah. As I said. Dumbarton versus Morton, both teams to score, caught my eye. And how have they both been doing in terms of scoring this season? Dumbarton obviously had a good run in terms of wins yeah. and that, but I've been Dumbarton have been doing well recently as well. What are the odds though for both teams to score for them? Three to five. I'll tell you all about Dumbarton recently. They've scored in their last three games in a row. What about Morton? She might know it all, do you? Aye, I do, aye. Morton also have scored in the last three games in a row. Right, well, I'd be happy to, to go with that then. It was, it was only against Aberdeen they failed to score at home. In the only, Betfair Cup. Only against Aberdeen. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, so that one was... I know it wasn't much. Was that 35, 60? Uh, ah, it would have been 35-60, yeah. Return. Well, that's what we would get. Win. And that... Aye, that's without the £10 stake? Yep. Yeah, that's more... That's about, cause that's about what do you think, John? I'll go along with you too. You're the experts in this. Well, I don't know if we're the experts, but just not uh, been well recently. But we're due. We're, we're due a treble. Aye, we'll get. A, we'll see. There was times last week, last season, where by we get a, we get a accumulator type bet in Anna for school. So I see when you get weeks like that, but pumps it up a good bit. Uh, in terms of first goal scorer, then. Because I thought that Elgin are going to win, I was going to take Shane Sutherland of Elgin. 
to score first, he's their top goal scorer. Aye, aye, we could go with that. I'd be happy with that. Yeah, well, trust you, gentlemen. The odds for that, we need to find out later in the week, closer to the weekend. He's scored eight goals already this season. Yeah, I like that. So, is there anything else before we conclude the podcast? Are you going to wear your poppy on uh, Friday? Oh. Poppy, poppy gate. Oh. Uh, I don't wear one. No? I'll be wearing a poppy. I'll probably wear a poppy um, by choice. But I'm sick of hearing about the poppy and Scotland wearing a pink shirt. This is about football. I don't, I don't get why, why we have to wear our pink shirts. I know that we've got white sleeves, but surely, surely a white and a blue strip can be identified in a football pitch. Because this is a, a, an organisation that awarded the World Cup to Guitar. They are just um, obnoxious. They just want to be awkward. So I, I just got to do it. Going back to strips, like the, what the Ross County Rangers match, the kits were both kind of blue. Oh, they both mm-hmm. were blue. There was blue in them, so how did that one manage to happen? Well, it wasn't FIFA that was uh, ruling that game. Yeah, we also had the situation where we were Dundee and Motherwell both played in the away tops. Yeah, I think spot. sometimes that comes to a club agreement, because um, sometimes clubs say, well, we want to showcase a away shirt yeah. to get some sales. You see you see that quite often nowadays, teams playing in their, mm-hmm. you know, their chain strip when they don't actually have to. Yeah, uh, I think it's annoying, what's... personally. <laughs> Aye, most away from home though, it's unusual for Mr. Plinth and Awaker to home. What I will say, um, if that, that maybe that Dundee Mullow game's an omen, a team um, in pink beating a team in all white. A good omen. Doubt it, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, I like it, and no, we'll take that one. That, but, and the go- that and the ghost goal. <laughs> take, take any kind of goal. Yeah. <laughs> but take a goal going off the referee's backside if it wins again. Oh, I think I think you said that before in the season. What yep. was that for? That was for the, the semi, wasn't it? <laughs> lightning right thanks guys for coming on and hopefully next Monday or Tuesday whenever we record the podcast we are talking about a famous Scotland victory let's hope so yeah that'd be good right cheers guys cheers guys thanks again thanks cheers